It's 1029 The Hog with Borna and Mandy. Very excited to welcome member of Hogfest headlining band Disturbed May 4th, Pfizer Forum. Let's welcome guitarist Dan Donegan to the program. Dan, great to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you guys? Uh, we're uh, we're fantastic. You know, Mandy and I have lofty goals for Hogfest this year as we want to talk to all of the members of Disturbed before uh, leading up to the show. We had Mike on for the announce, and you're a band member number two, Dan. So congratulations for that. Number two? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the memo on that one. Yeah, well, um, your, your buddy Mike Wengren, who lives here, showed up with a, with a six-pack of beer the day of the announce and hopped on the show. Uh, so, see? Yeah. He had a butter yum. I, I, guess, I guess I'll let him have that one since he's a Wisconsin uh, native over there. Yeah. So. Uh, you're welcome to send us. I'm just over the border, so I guess that's why that makes me number two. Yeah, you're right. You're you're right there, right there in Chicago. But you can uh, you're welcome to send us a care package if you want. Yeah, Dan. you can bribe us anytime. <laughs> Don't let that deter you. Okay, sounds good. Uh, of course, really looking forward to disturbed headlining Hogfest with Falling in Reverse, Beartooth, and Dorothy. Before we get into that, Dan, I as I often do when we have guests on this program, I talk them on social media and see what they're see what they're up to fine. how was the uh yeah. cabo san lucas trip with uh with your daughter right just uh, daddy daughter thing did i get the gist yeah. right? it, it was great it was my um you know she's she's a freshman in college right now and i of course she waits to the last minute I, I told her with weeks in advance i'm like why don't we go somewhere and she was waiting and waiting and waiting to make a decision and then two days before can we go to cabo i'm like well let me try to see if there's any tickets left we're going for new year's and uh, Luckily, we got the last two seats on the plane and went out and had a great time, just father-daughter trip, and got, got out of here because that week before we had some, some very cold weather. Right. I'm sure you guys got it that same week as us. Um, but yeah, n- nice little trip, just a little getaway, get in the sun for a bit, and it's weird now because now she's of legal age in Mexico to drink, so to sit there and have a drink uh, in a bar with my daughter for the first time was... Made me feel old. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a surreal moment, I, yeah. I imagine, too, but but fun, too, I would guess. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Does she want to hang out with then dad the, at the, the whole time there, or did she try to, you know, go to clubs? Not, or you going dad, to clubs you're embarrassing yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's pretty simple and laid back. It was all about just getting some sunshine and hanging by the pool. And we went out a few times. We did a couple nice dinners. And, and I, you know, I've been, I've been going to Cabo every year and I have a few friends now, uh, locals that are there. So we, I, I dragged her out to make her go out and, and, and meet up and, uh, with my friends, which, uh, she had a good time. You know, they, they were very cool and, and their girlfriends were very, Accommodating and friendly to my daughter, so they were ready to drag her out to the clubs. Gotcha. <laughs> but uh, but she didn't go. She didn't take them up. And this time around, we just had a few drinks with them. Did Did you run into Sammy Hagar? Because I feel like everybody does when they go to Cabo. I, I didn't this time. <laughs> I was. We were pretty much like so. We kind of just hung at the resort, other than a couple times, just went off to grab dinner. Um, I have run into quite a few. I ran into Brett. Uh, Brett, the original singer from Fuel. Oh. Um, yeah, so he, awesome. he goes out there a lot. We're 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 kind of long time buddies because yeah. we kind of came out at around the same time. And uh, so I, I usually run into some other musicians here and there. Back in the day, I ran into Vinnie Paul. You know, was was a regular in Cabo. Yeah. I've run into him out there in, in the past, and and a few others. So it's one of my favorite go tos. Is there a particular resort you want to direct me to so I can run into rock stars as well, or? <laughs> 
they're they're kind of all over. I mean, I know I, I I don't I'm not I'm kind of a creature of habit, so I kind of go to the same ones over over and over. And I like to be closer to the marina area. I don't know if you've ever, ever been to Cabo, but like, it's, it's it's a fun town. So I, I like to be closer to the marina. Some some other friends stay a little bit further out. Okay, so when you said uh, your daughter waited so long that you got the last two seats on the plane, now does that mean like very back of the plane, you got to get on last? Or just really? You weren't like, don't you know who I am? (laughs) I'll be in the front. (laughs) Well, yeah, we we waited so long, everything was booked, and we were literally the last row of the plane, and basically sitting on the black box at that point. Uh huh. Well, at least you're by the bathrooms, I guess. Yeah. Oh, very good because everyone you first know, to get snacks too. Yeah, well, that, that's, <laughs> there's, that's there's pluses back there. Problem with the back though is that everyone piles up if they get in line for the bathroom. It's like can well, we just wait for it to open? And you have to wait forever to get right. off the plane because everyone takes forever. I'd like to switch the topic over to wigs for just one second because I learned this fun thing regarding you and wigs today. And Borna, I don't know if you've ever seen him, but he's a bald fella. And I'm thinking since you have a history with wigs, perhaps you could. I don't know. Help him introduce him to something if he wanted, you know, some rock star hair one day. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those, for many of those who have never heard the story, first time for it. So, I'll try to do the, the short version of it, the quick version. But I went to all boy Catholic high school uh, growing up. It was very strict, and uh, you know, so I had to, there was dress code. I had to wear the tie and collared shirt, and mm-hmm. I had to have shorter hair in mm-hmm. high school. And so coming out of high school, you know, once I graduated, I was let my hair go long and and you know joined you know a local band and trying to be, be an original band and pursue music. And my hair was really long, and I had to, I was getting a job and they wanted me to cut my hair. So my solution to that was I wanted somebody gave me the idea. I went and bought a short haired wig <laughs> and I put my long hair up in this wig to hide it. Brilliant and. It was a it was a nightmare. So I did this for like four years. Oh my they god! Had no, they had no clue that I had long hair, <laughs> and I'm still at this point. I had to fool my dad because I was I was 18 years old. I was still living at home with my parents, and my dad worked for the. It was a construction company. He was a superintendent at the company. My dad was very old school, militant guy who didn't really like the long hair thing either. So I was living at home. And he didn't realize I had long hair. And I mean, I'm talking, it was really long. And uh, so I was even tricking him for a year at home. He had no clue that my hair was long. I just kept it hidden up in this short-haired wig. <laughs> and I would wear like a baseball hat or a bandana or something to cover most of it. Um, but it was kind of funny. I, I pulled it off and, and uh, you know, I got the best of both worlds. I was, I, I was able to still grow out my hair and do the band thing and still be able to work this job. It was just, you know, for me, it wasn't a, a career thing. It was just a way for me to make money to afford to buy my music equipment and to be able to pursue it. Um, so it was quite funny looking back at it because I even have like a old like Christmas pictures or Thanksgiving pictures where I'm sitting there at the dinner table with this short hair wig on fooling <laughs> my dad. And, <laughs> That's pretty amazing. So, I'm blown away that you... I made the sacrifices to do what I need to do to, you know, kind of do uh, continue doing the band and the image we were going for. I'm blown away that you were able to hide it for that long yeah, from right? your own father yeah. and then was, your bosses that work for years. Yeah, it must be it, a solid job a there. Nightmare. 
it was a nightmare at times and it was very very challenging uh, and, and work is one thing but then to be able to, to have to do it at home I mean my dad was a very intimidating strict guy and he put the fear of God in everyone and you know I'm just a kid and I just I just wanted to do the bad thing and he was so against the long hair part of it and it was just a way that I had to conceal it from him in order to you know still keep the job but still be able to pursue the band the way I wanted to now Dan as a father now yourself since yeah. you pulled that off are you that do you find yourself a little more savvy if, if your kids are trying to hide something from you at all? Are you able to, to pick? Yeah, you? well, hopefully they're open enough. Now, I'm, I'm obviously I've been through that. I'm very open to you know to anything as long as they're happy and they're doing what they want and pursuing it. And I want I hope that they're open with with me and and my ex wife about everything. And uh, so far, so good. You know, I, I encourage it. I encourage individuality. And, your freedom to express yourself however you want, you know. And of course, nowadays, you know, my dad's my biggest fan, you know, so he's a bit of a hypocrite, mm. <laughs> you know, to uh, be be so so bullheaded and stubborn and, and strict about it. Um, but you know, now he sees the sacrifices and all the things that I've done and how hard I worked for it, and he, you know, appreciates you know, what I've done to get there. Hogfest is coming up May 4th at Pfizer Forum, which I'm sure you're aware is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And when we had Mike Wingren on, we talked about his love for Star Wars and how he's looking into getting lightsaber sticks to drum with for the show. Is there anything in particular that you might do celebrating Star Wars? Are you a Star Wars fan? I, I am. A, Mike is definitely the, the Star Wars buff in the band. I mean, his, his, even at his house, he's got... You know, he's got Star Wars tattoos as well, but in his house he's got some displays of Boba Fett and Stormtroopers and stuff, like really nice, high-quality helmets and stuff displayed. You know, a bit, bit of a, that's a bit of the bachelor pad side, side to him of being able to display that stuff uh, there. But, um, yeah, I, I was unaware of his, his uh, in search of lightsaber drumsticks, but... Um, Go for it. Yeah. Well, that was so. the seed that I planted in his mind. I, I, that was my fault. Um, <laughs> I believe we priced some out for him, we too, did when price he was here as out, well. So yeah. don't be if, surprised. If we need <laughs> to present there. them with him, we will. I'm prepared. Um, so no, like, Bobo Fett costume for you or whoever. Like, you don't plan on wearing a Star Wars robe or anything. You're just going to, like, do your I, regular Dan deal. I, I don't know. I, I, now it sounds so boring if I just do the regular well, Dan deal. I think okay. I, I might have to, you know, I think... I'm running out of time. I better be in search of something now. Um, okay. I'll have to talk to Mike because he, he'll know where oh, sorry. I, I should look. Okay. He's got the, the research on that. Now we're also, I don't know if Mike's told you this, Dan, he is also part of our VIP experience right before Hogfest where he's doing a beer tasting with his Steel Tank Brewing. Has he invited you down to have a, have a pre-show sip or, or taste or anything uh, to your knowledge yet? <laughs> I, I was unaware that we were doing a pre-tasting thing. I knew that he was going to do a thing with Steel Tank. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd be more than happy to. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome if you can join us there. So uh, right before the show, grab your Hogfest tickets at 1029thehog.com. Speaking with Dan Donegan of Disturb, and you'll get a taste of the new album, Divisive. Congratulations on the the new record there, Dan. Uh, pretty, I mean, Disturb records are relentless, but this one is this one cooks from start to finish. I mean, this is pretty pretty driving, hard rocking record. Was that the attention when you guys set out yeah. to record it, or 
yeah, I mean, you know, it had to come naturally. I mean, we we, we talked, we, you know, we knew we wanted to kind of dig deep and, and go back to some of the old, more aggressive sound, a little bit more attitude, but it really comes down to just letting it happen and naturally when we're working on the ideas and improvising. And we were all kind of on the same page, you know, after coming off of... Uh, Evolution, which was you know a, a fun experimental album to have some acoustic tracks on that one, and then to deal with the break during COVID, I think we were all ready for a more heavier, aggressive attitude in your face, disturbed album, and you know so when it came time to writing, it was just it was just naturally pouring out of us. Is that the same thing that happens when you're on stage? Because Again, since Mike was the first one, we asked him about that, and he said, "You guys just kind of like show up and, and do your things. There's really no like stage rehearsal. You'll have people come in and like plan the lights and all that stuff, but then you guys will just you know what you're supposed to do. You're professionals. Is that is that what happens? Is that your process as well before a live show? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get in. We'll do some pre-production rehearsals, but but like Mike said, it's, it's a lot of it is just to work on the show, the production aspect of things. If we have if we decide to carry pyro or video and and just lighting cues of of just trying to give a visual show as well, and a lot of that is just kind of working that out with our crew, getting everybody firing on all cylinders so that our crew is, um, you know, we try to get it so we're running on autopilot the best we can on the first show. So um, and then you know we could use a couple of days of rehearsal just to work the rust out a bit of some of these songs. Once once we play through the set like two times and make a couple mistakes along the way, um, then usually the, the muscle memory comes back on a lot of these songs and we're just kind of, uh, you know, like riding a bike, we're back at it. Let's talk about the pyro aspect for one second because sometimes it makes me nervous. People stand so close to it that I'm like, whoa, how did they not feel that? Is that a mistake? Have you ever had a close call with the pyro? Oh yeah, <gasps> we've had many close calls, and yeah, we feel the heat just like the crowd yeah. feel it. Anybody up close? I mean, we it, it sucks all the oxygen, you know, out immediately when you're on stage. And uh, I mean, at times you, you you feel like your your skin is boiling. Especially, I, I can imagine Mike sometimes being behind a drum kit. It's not like he can move and go anywhere when it when it's extra intense. Yeah. Uh, but we've had some close calls. Um, uh, a few years back, in during the sound of silence, I had I had an idea to have the piano catch on fire. Oh, like oh cool! Three quarter, <laughs> three quarters through the song. So, in those first few shows, it was kind of trial and error. We with the with the, our pyro technician, we were trying to determine how we and how much fuel is going through to to give us the intense right size flame. Mm-hmm without being too dangerous, but you know, just trying to make it exciting enough to where it is. So I think we were playing in Las Vegas. I might've been like the second show of the tour and the fuel was going longer than it was ignited. So the fumes were building up in the piano. And when the thing ignited, I was like in a ball of fire. It was (gasps) a quick flash. I mean, it looked cool as hell, but (laughs) it literally, I was in the middle of this ball of fire that just went up and it it was, you know, I didn't get hurt. It was just so fast, but it, it was uh, a little bit of trial and error until we could figure out how much, uh, how intense that sure. thing would be. And then David had a couple couple calls too. We we had done some big things with our song "Inside the Fire," 
and uh, the last tour before COVID, we had these these like a Teflon strips falling from the ceiling. They would they would ignite in the rafters and they would drop from the ceiling. Mm. And we yeah. tried it. We would have them drop like a foot from hitting the stage. So there were these strips of fire, and it was the coolest thing because everybody is used to seeing fire shoot upward. Mm-hmm. We thought it would be cool if we drop fire from the ceiling and make it come downward. And one time David was walking across the stage and he wasn't where he was supposed to be in that moment. Um, it was right before the guitar solo inside the fire. He's supposed to come back in the safe area and he didn't. And this thing drops from the ceiling and it almost hit him on top of the head. It was like a very close call. We just both had that, that moment of looking at each other uh, and that eye contact, of like, oh, crap, I messed up, didn't I? I almost got <laughs> torched there. But <laughs> I messed up fire. That was the, the, the two times that stand out the most to me that were really close calls. I remember I remember that. that was You had, guys had a Pfizer for a show with, with that, with the, with the fire coming down from the roof. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was real cool. Yeah. Um, well, Dan, we can't thank you enough for the time. Mm-hmm. And certainly looking forward to Hogfest. Can't wait. May 4th, Disturbed Headlining Hogfest at Pfizer Forum. Grab your tickets at 1029thehog.com. Uh, appreciate the time, Dan, and we'll catch up soon, and we'll certainly see you in a few months at Hogfest. Awesome. Looking forward to it, and thanks for your time, guys. Thanks for the support. It's Dan Donigan of Disturbed, 1029 The Hog.